Try. In 2007, Marine First Lieutenant Travis Mannion was killed in Iraq after saving his wounded teammates. Travis's legacy lives on through the words he spoke before his final deployment, If not me, then who? Words that today fuel the spirit of Travis Mannion Foundation. And through TMF, these words can live in you too. Show the world what you're made of, because character is invisible until it's not. Find out how you can strengthen the character of your community alongside empowered veterans, families of the fallen, and inspired civilians at travismanion.org. Our customers trust us to take them to the next level in business process automation. Lyosi Group President Nick Lyosi. Our next level team researches real solutions, human resource, digital signage, and workflow software. For our customers, the return on investment is immediate. Our team holds your hand through the transition and stays with you. Doing the right thing. Drake Avenue and at lyosigroup.com. With half a brain tied. Hey, no! Ugh! How do you like that? We forgot to allow for shrinkage. Well, just half a brain. Once again, here's the Valley's longest reigning talk host, Fred Holland, on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. Well, uh, poor Scotty, he's trying to pack all these in. We have so many people running for office. We're packing them in as quick as we can, and we're running out of time. We, we got the 25th coming. And nobody gets to be on the day before the election, so we're trying. Uh, Connie Spears is running for Madison uh, City Council District 2, currently serves on the school board. And, uh, Connie, welcome. How are you this morning? Good morning, Fred. Actually, I am no longer on the school board. Ah. My term ended in 2019. Okay. So you served on the school board. Thanks for correcting me on that. Yes, sir. All right. So you bring uh, some city government uh, experience, at least from the school board uh, area. A um, couple of things you're you're pushing here. Smart growth. And we've had this happen before where... Um, you know, I guess you, if, if you lived there long enough to remember when, you know, we don't need, we don't need no more people in Madison. <laughs> yes, sir. My parents moved to Madison in 1984. So, so we've had some administrations that said, we don't want any more growth. Uh, and then of course we, we've gone kind of the other way and we went through the Baba Tallow era where nobody could find a business because you couldn't have a sign or it didn't look like a sign. Um, but you, what is, d- define for me what smart growth is. Is this kind of pulling the back a little bit, or what is smart growth? Smart growth is growing our economy through increased commercial and industrial products. Those are critical for increasing our tax base and our revenues, and that will balance our inevitable residential growth. Because you can't do it with rooftops, right? I mean, you got homestead exemptions, and you got to have... Uh, the way the way we're defined in Alabama and municipalities, I have a little bit more wiggle room than counties. But essentially, sales tax is your is basically the that that's that's the milk that feeds the uh, feeds the baby, right? Rooftops don't don't build infrastructure, and they don't maintain it either. That's the problem. Is that what we have done in Madison is continued to go back to our citizens to increase property taxes and increase sales taxes. By growing our commercial and industrial growth, or our base, that in and of itself will broaden our tax and our revenue base so that we don't have to keep going back for taxes. 
Where do you go? I mean, there's there, is it is it some of the unincorporated land that's uh, that exists? I mean, how much industrial and uh, industrial areas are you talking about? Warehousing or manufacturing or a little of both? Kind of what what, what what I guess uh, Intergraph used to be. It's Helix now, I guess, right? Isn't that what they call it? Right. But we have land over there where near where Intergraph was or Helix is, and we also have industrial growth at a an industrial growth area by the, up north of the airport. We have land that we could annex that would be ripe for industrial and commercial growth. But what we need to focus on is high-tech manufacturing and high-paying jobs. We need employers to want to not only live in Madison, but to work in Madison, too. Our long-range vision for 20 years from now should be that Madison is no longer a bedroom community. It is a live-work community. Well, now, you do have the big brother next door, right, Huntsville? I mean, to some degree, you're always going to be a bedroom community, right? Yes, there will be a certain aspect of that. But I think also having a big brother next door helps us to preserve our small-town personality. We are not going to be able to compete head-to-head with Huntsville. But we can build complementary industry that will thrive because Huntsville is thriving. So instead of being a direct competitor to Huntsville, we will be a complementary as we will have a complementary aspect to being right next door to Huntsville. Um, Huntsville is a wonderful city. We need to work with them instead of against them. Uh, fiscal responsibility, you bring that up as well. And I, look, I, I think to some degree there's a reckoning coming because with growth comes all these challenges, particularly when you have, what, are you guys going to have to build another, at some point you're going to have to build another high school, right? Uh, coming, uh, having been on the school board, I guess you dealt with some of that uh, when you were there. Um, I, 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 you know, this question of where do you add on to the two existing ones or, or build another one? At some point, if you're going to maintain your education system, you're going to have people continuing to come. Do you stop people from coming? I mean, what, what are the alternatives here? And and tell tell me where the fiscal responsibility has to come. What 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 has the city been doing that you don't like? Well, actually, right now. Because our city went ahead with big annexations immediately following our sales tax passage, I mean our our property tax passage for our schools, we already need to add on to Bob Jones and James Clemens and to have a third high school. Do do both do both? <laughs> yes. Wow. And we've got a lot of future developments that are waiting at the door for this election to be over so that they can be annexed in too. All right, I want to get I want to get to some of that, some of the annexation and more fiscal responsibility. And I know you mentioned uh, transparency is another one of the things that you're uh, you're wanting to see more, uh, I guess, better done there. Uh, Connie Spears, uh, candidate there three for Madison City uh, District Two, and we'll chat some more. She's with us for one more coming up.
when surrounded by idiots, we can still smile. We're not ordinary people. We're morons. I'm Mike Gallagher. Join me weekday mornings from 8 to 11 on WTKI. With a Bloomberg Business of Sports report, I'm Michael Barr. After the latest coronavirus outbreak in Major League Baseball, the league has expanded its rules for players. MLB says players and staff members must wear masks in more places and cannot visit bars, lounges, or malls, among other locations, when they are home. The league said players who do not abide by the rules would be subjected to discipline. Former NFL player Jack Brewer has been accused by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission of insider trading. Brewer, who is 41, sold 100,000 shares of CopSync, which provides mobile technology services to law enforcement. In the days before a January 2017 announcement that the company sold shares at below market value, according to a filing in federal court in New York. The shares plunged 30% after the announcement, allowing Brewer to make about $35,000 more than he would have if he sold afterward, according to the suit. And that is a Bloomberg Business of Sports report. I'm Michael Barr. Dell supports America's entrepreneurs during Small Business Month with all you need to office anywhere. Save up to 45% on computers and servers with Intel Core processors. Upgrade to new modern devices with Windows 10. Plus, save on top-brand tech while enjoying free shipping on everything and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call 877-ASK-DELL to talk to a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the tech that's just right. That's 877-ASK-DELL or visit dell.com slash smallbusinessdeals. A bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. It's the final days to save up to $500 on select Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds, plus special financing on all Smart Beds ends Wednesday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Tossing food wrappers in soda cups can be expensive. That $7.99 value meal you threw out the window could cost you $500 in fines. And if you don't learn your lesson the first time, a second fine will cost you $1,000. Put garbage in its place. Throw away your trash, not your cash. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Law Enforcement Agency, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. I started using when I was 13. Taylor is in recovery from an addiction to prescription opioids. It was like, oh, well, they're medications. They can't be that dangerous. My perception was once you stop using, like, that's it. Your life is over. I didn't even realize that I needed help until, like, the day that I got arrested. I have been able to accomplish a lot in my recovery. I just want to be happy, and I want to thrive in my life. If you or someone you know is struggling, there is hope. Recovery is possible. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. Do you want issues or solutions? Fred Holland on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. But we're just packing them in here till we get to uh, the 25th. That's when you vote in these municipal elections. Yeah, and then it's the November stuff, I know. Connie Spears, Madison uh, City uh, Council, is what she's vying for, District 2. There's an incumbent and two challengers. Um, I want to get back to this whole annexation thing, Connie. Um, there is land, believe it or not, even though uh, Madison is surrounded, there is land to be annexed. And I guess, is there a bit of a race there? Can Huntsville get to it or anybody else? Or is it basically at Madison's leisure it can bring it in if it so chooses? What, what are the options there? 
Well, the land that is available is um, highly desirable because it is adjacent to our city. And I understand the um, the desires of the developers, the residential developers, to build that into homes because it is close to the Toyota Monster plant. But what we need to do as the city is make hard decisions and say, this is going to be reserved for industry, commercial growth, so that we can grow our tax base. There's a finite amount of land between us and Huntsville, which surrounds us. And so we need to make smart choices and hard decisions. We need to make sure that we stand strong when we have a plan and we don't change it. And I mean, I can understand, okay, we've got this piece of land over here that would be ideal for industrial, but it would also be ideal for residential. We've got this other piece of land that is equally valuable for both. One is zoned for industrial and one is zoned for residential. And you might could do a swap in a plan if you had something like that. But we don't need to decrease the number of the number of acres available for commercial and industrial growth. So what kind? Of, so, so you said basically not as much. Uh, we're not talking belching industry. There's not much of that anymore. Pretty much, it would be what some of these suppliers for Mazda, Toyota, and that kind of thing that might be a Absolutely. target. Absolutely, we would. I mean, just we may not be able to bring in. An industry that brought that had like a thousand jobs, but we could bring in ten employers that had a hundred jobs. Yeah, that, that, that's 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 that 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 kind of uh, I guess insulates you too if if one happens to belly up, right? It would, and it also would be smart growth. Those those companies would not only bring in jobs for our residents. They would bring it. They would increase our our um, tax base. We would have to let, depend less on our residents for property taxes and sales taxes. It would be great for our economy, and it would help us stay have a healthy economy. Our city, in the last five years, has had four deficit budgets. That means we're eating into our reserves. We cannot continue to do that indefinitely. We've got to do something that will bolster our reserves and keep us growing and fiscally sound. We need to be able to say no when a budget item comes up that is not the best thing for our city or if we just don't have the money. Sometimes you want to do something and it's something that's wonderful, but if you don't have the money, you have to say, I'm so sorry, we can't do that. What about the um, what what about this idea? And I you know I I you probably have heard the comparison too. But it, it, if you go up the road and you look at, I think Madison to some degree is at a crossroads, right? I mean, are you going to be Brentwood or are you going to be Franklin? And I think that's that's an interesting comparison because in Brentwood they don't care. You can give me uh, I don't care if I have to pay double property taxes. I'm in Brentwood. It's kind of like Mountain Brook, right? They don't care. They don't want any industry. They just want rooftops and a few shops and. They don't care, <laughs> right? Um, I, I and I think that crossroads is coming. It's been coming for a long time. Going the Mountain Brook or Brentwood direction w- would be mostly rooftops and not much industry. 
and going the I guess going the other way would be um, would be finding some industry that fits. I mean that, that's the choice. From what I can tell, that's the choice facing Madison at some point. Is that sooner or later, or am I way off? I think it's past. I think that we need to right now make a very focused, aggressive decision about what we want for our city. We need to listen to our citizens. The ones I'm talking to say they want to maintain our diversity. They want to maintain areas of our city where people can come in with young children and grow a life. They don't want us to be so exclusive that people cannot afford to live in Madison. That's what I'm hearing when I'm I'm out and about in our community. It's important. If that is what our citizens want, it is important that, that we work towards that. And by growing our our commercial base, we can do that. We can have areas of our city where we have lower cost housing. It doesn't affect my property value if somebody else in the in the city pays less. Now, yes, it will affect some property values, but we've got to remember, do you want to have varied neighbors and friends? Do you want your children to grow up with just people that just look like you and act like you? What do you want your city to look like? And like I said, we need to listen to our citizens. Those are the people that we serve. City council and city government is a service organization. We seem to have lost sight of that. I want to get. Um, I want to get to some of that. Uh, is there a transparency issue? Because uh, you mentioned that as another. Uh, is there not a commu- Is there not the, enough communication with um, with the citizenry in Madison? Is it a long term thing? Is it a short term thing? Is it something that? Uh, uh, I'm not going to say it doesn't exist because I think there, there's a, a limited amount of transparency sometimes in a lot of things, uh, not just in Madison and in every in government in general. Um, but where do you, where do you say there's a transparency? Uh, 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 excuse me, a transparency problem. One of the things that I see as a transparency problem is the lack of accessibility of many of our city council people. And I know that our mayor sets aside two hours a week to have um, meetings with individuals in our city. But what's weird to me is that every time he tells us that we, I set aside two hours a week so that I can speak with citizens, he doesn't tell us when the two hours is or how to get a piece of that two hours. So I'd like to, for him to share that information also while he's telling us. And I'm not saying that he doesn't do it. I'm just saying that in order to be able to access our city council people, people have to work at it. And it should be right out there in front, easy to find. We should be able to click on a link on the city website and email any of our city council people. It should have their telephone numbers so that we can call them. We should be able to look on the city website and find the city budget. Mm. All of the information about what our city is doing with our tax dollars should be freely available and easily accessible. 
I don't see that. I also keep hearing about instances like, for instance, in the Heritage Plantation, the city built a dam by their lake. Because of this dam, it their lake now floods every time it rains. Ah, all right. I, I, I get the idea. Hey, uh, where do people find your campaign, Connie? And uh, and tell us real quickly uh, a little bit about why why they should elect you to C- City Council District Two. My website is Connie-Spears.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And so I am very excited to be a part of um, the city, to continue being a part of the city of Madison and its government. But I will work harder than anybody else can possibly work. All right, Connie, we appreciate it. Make sure that I represent our citizens. All right, we're slaves of the clock, but we appreciate it. Connie Spears, uh, candidate for Madison County Council. A pro at playing with the pussycat and keeping you informed. He really is talented. Fred Holland on WTKI Talk. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma. Not at birth. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. Eleven million people in the United States have macular degeneration. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Hello, I'm Jason Banks, a neurosurgeon at the Spine and Neuro Center here in Huntsville. Did you know your spine is made up of bones, discs, and an intricate design of nerves? Sometimes abnormalities occur that may cause pain, numbness, and even weakness in your arms or legs. Your spine is more than just bones. Our neurosurgeons can treat the nerves in addition to the bones. Take the first step toward finding a treatment plan that's right for you. Spine and Neuro Center at Huntsville Hospital. Call 533-1600. One of the things about the humidor is it's probably got the greatest variety of any tobacco shop in Huntsville. I come down here because the variety of accessibility of the different types of cigars that they have. Great selection of cigars, and they have the best selection of cigars around at a good price. Buy it, smoke it here, hang out with the guys. Great pipe selection, great tobacco selection. They do a great job of taking care of the customer, and that's what counts. The Humidor Pipe Shop, Memorial Parkway Southwest. Now open Sundays, noon to 6. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. I'm attorney Gary Lackey. You know, you'll hear people say we're like a family, but here at the Lackey Law Firm, that's really true, not just a saying. I'm Justin Lackey. With my father and my sister, we have a special connection to each other. I'm Jennifer Lackey. At the Lackey Law Firm, when we take on your case, you become part of our family. You really do. And we'll always do whatever it takes to get everything you deserve. If you're injured, you worry about getting well, not about paperwork or insurance companies or figuring out how to get to your lawyer's 
doctor's office. I'll come to you. We worry about your case so you don't have to. When you've been injured, we know that your case is probably the biggest thing going on in your life. More important than almost anything else. And it's important to us, too, for one simple reason. Family takes care of each other, and the Lackey Law Firm will take care of you. The Lackey Law Firm. The Lackey Law Family. one 800 rights No representation is made that the quality of the legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Find yourself looking for a bucket every time it rains. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about putting a stop to that leaky roof right after this. Outdoor concrete projects are quick and easy with Quickrete Fast Setting Concrete in the red bag. Whether you need to set a fence post, mailbox post, or deck footing, or even pour a backyard patio, Quickrete Fast Setting Concrete in the red bag makes it simple. To set a post, there's no mixing. Just pour the dry mix into the hole and add water. It sets hard in about 20 minutes, and you're done. It's that fast and easy. Quickrete Fast Setting Concrete. Look for it in the red bag. As asphalt shingles age, the ends can start to curl and they get brittle. So when a strong wind blows one backwards, you may find yourself with a torn shingle tab that calls for a lot of roof leaks. To replace the damaged shingle, you have to first separate it from those above and below it with a flat bar. Then pry up the nails to completely remove it. Now you're ready to put a new shingle back in its place. You'll need to nail it down using two nails in the top half of each tab and then add a little roofing cement on top of each nail. This will correct the problem for now, but it doesn't mean your troubles are over. If this shingle was brittle enough to break, chances are there's several more in the same condition and a new roof is likely in your not-too-distant future. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. What's a lever action? What's a pump? What's an automatic? What's a magazine? What are all these terms everybody's using? Hi folks, I'm Tom Gresham and I invite you to join me as we answer these and other questions on Gun Talk, the only show out there about gun rights, collecting, personal defense, sport and recreational shooting. And of course, we never forget about safety. Celebrate the Second Amendment Sunday afternoon at 1. Gun Talk on WTKI Talk. times of fear, World Vision has been there for the most vulnerable. For the last 70 years, we've stood with kids and families during some of the world's hardest times. Through natural disasters, war, and disease, delivering life-saving aid and support, helping rebuild lives, and empowering entire communities to lift themselves out of poverty. And we're doing the same today. Because rising to these challenges is in our DNA. And with every act of courage, faith, and love, at home and abroad, we do more than just stop the spread of fear. We replace it with hope. Learn more at worldvision.org. Celebrating capitalism and common sense 24 hours a day. WTKI Talk. 
for rebates. There's special financing options and a new Linux home comfort system. Call All Weather Heating and Air Conditioning, 256-852-8825. You can also visit online, InsideWeatherGuy.com. Terms and conditions apply. Alabama certification number 83073. All right, so we've got that 50% chance uh, today and tomorrow, and uh, about a 60% chance overnight. Uh, we also have um, uh, strong to severe storms uh, coming from an, uh, this outflow of whatever's here. Uh, could see some down trees and power lines in this thing this afternoon. So they're passing that along from the National Weather Service as well. Uh, Paul Finley is uh, is the mayor of Madison. Okay, you were mayor, and then you weren't mayor, and then you're mayor again. So this would be your second consecutive term if you prevail. Am I correct? You are correct, and it would be the first time since, uh, I guess, 2000 that Madison had consecutive uh, terms with one mayor. Yeah. Well, I keep throwing them out. <laughs> yeah. We'll, just, well, we either throw them out or, or we decide to run again. But, uh, you know, we've got such a great community. And, and um, you know, as you were just, it's it's a tough time right now to, to, to manage anything. But I feel very comfortable in the overall community's uh, unity. And then in the city of Madison, I think we've been focused on, on hunkering down and, and uh, creating revenue and, and doing the right thing. And that's what we're going to hope to continue to do. I want to jump to this creating revenue thing. You guys bet a lot on um, on Town Madison, and look, I, it, 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 who would have predicted we would have had the apocalypse and no baseball? Um, but to the trash pandas' credit, they've been doing some events and things to kind of generate that. But the building has not stopped. I mean, the commitments have not stopped. You guys have had some additional commitments there. Has that turned out to be a good gamble, or we still got to wait and see? You know, I, I think it's one of the reasons in looking to run again for uh, for the, this four years is I want to make sure that the, the gamble that we made pays off at the level that we want to. You know, the thing that's happening is all the building that's going out there right now, in many instances, is, is um, it, well, in all instances, it's, it's already creating revenue for the schools. Um, any of the property tax or sales tax is going back to the developer who spent his money up front for the road system. Um, but we, there's no question that the multi-use venue and, and the Rocket City Trash Pandas have simply, you know, they just were stopped dead in their tracks. Uh, so giving the opportunity next year to get, you know, baseball going again, that's a team that's already generated almost $3 million in merchandise sales, haven't even played a game yet. So there's just so much anticipation for that and for the ability to, to fully utilize that, that venue that was there for our citizens. So it'll pay off. It, it has already, but um, we want to see it pay off at the level that everybody expected. You know, a couple of things that have come up, and you just address them as you will here. Uh, too chummy with developers. Uh, we need to, ver- to diversify beyond uh, uh, sales tax and, and rooftops. Uh, how do you address some of that? Well, I think the first thing is, you know, you, you, there's no question when you have one major developer that owns the two largest pieces, you know, one's in Madison, one's not, and then does as much house building, is, is you can't help but have to deal with that developer all the time. You know, the one thing that a lot of people that are, that are talking about that miss is that we put a growth policy in place um, at the beginning of 2019 uh, the, the one major development that, uh, that, that folks were talking about, we made wait until after the property tax to make sure it would pass. And then we required $4 million worth of infrastructure um, to be built, a road and a greenway that connects to the downtown um, to, for, for them to, to take the burden instead of the city. Uh, you know, we haven't annexed any new land in, in Limestone County uh, in the last uh, four years, over three acres. 
you know, and, and every new development where somebody wants to do a rezoning has a development agreement which stretches that out. So, you know, we fully recognize that 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 times, you know, developers have the ability to buy land and try to develop it as they want to. Um, and and people will never know how much we manage that. Um, um, and, and in a lot of instances, they're not paying attention until an election when they start hearing, hmm, I wonder what's going on here, uh, which is fair. Uh, so we're, we're doing everything we can to manage that. I think you know what the city also is now finding out is we have been diversified. We are creating revenue for our city. As a matter of fact, um, you know over the four-year period, our sales tax revenue has gone up 40%. That's eight million dollars more that you know we have to spend on our citizens. So there's there is diversification. You know the, there's a lot of organic growth that happens in Madison. Um, and I'm glad, you know, an election a lot of times is, is, the, is, is a time when people actually start paying attention to it. Well, all right. So back to this idea of, and look, I think there's, for every city, there's a reckoning. And I think there's a, a, a unique reckoning coming from Madison where you got to make that choice, right? I've, I've, you know, we've talked about this before, looking up the road to Brentwood and, and, uh, and Franklin, or if you want to look down to Mountain Brook. You don't want to become Mountain Brook because they, they, they really don't care. They have a few shops. They have rooftops. No. They'll pay double property taxes. They don't, they don't really give a crap. Um, but you're different. I mean, you've got some land to do some, uh, and, and it's, as Connie Spears, who we talked to earlier, mentioned, there, there's opportunity there, I guess, and, and there is, not that there's no industry in Madison at all, but she and a couple of other people have mentioned that that, that might be an area where you could diversify, where you have more people employed in Madison, uh, either in engineering or manufacturing or whatever, is that because you guys are going to benefit from Mazda, Toyota, and and I'm guessing some of those suppliers as well. Is that is that a concentration, an area you could concentrate on, or, or have you been, or is that something that's in the works? No, and absolutely, you know, Connie and, and folks like that, which Connie's just one of the best people around. Um, you know, they can't know some of when you're saying no. There's been all kinds of developers that have said, hey, can we switch that over and build houses? No, we can't. Uh, we've had multiple people now talking to us about that land and, and in many instances supporting Mazda Toyota because of its location. Uh, one of the things, Madison, we've done today, uh, we, we our new economic development uh, uh, asset starts in the city of Madison. His, his primary focus uh, has you know will be uh, taking that, that that land that has the ability to be industrial um, to to di- continue to diversify you know the the re- the parks that we have the Putnam Park um, you know is already growing a lot of times people just aren't you know, connected or focused to seeing what's growing so there's we see those as areas uh, up on the corner of uh, the the northeast corner of of County Line and Madison Boulevard you know so many people have tried to turn that into just you know housing. And, and we've held off until we could get something that, that was a, a diversification or industrial or retail. So, you know, people really will never know the no's. And, and they are dead on with the, the ability um, to, to um, turn it into something that, that benefits the city through additional revenues. And, again, I hope it's not missed on our, our citizens. You know, we haven't annexed any new land in Limestone County over three acres in four years. You know, that's where a lot of the housing was being built. So you're saying no in many instances. People don't know the no's. Um, again, an election brings these subjects up, and I think folks um, will we'll continue to look for us to do what we're talking about. 
What about the, um, you know, and, and it's, it's one of those things where you've lived there long enough and you remember the history of Madison. There's been a lot of anti-growth regimes over the years. I remember going back to the commission form of government. They were still trying to stop, and, it, and that ship sailed a long time ago. But at the same time, you want your own identity and you want your own employment. You're still going to always be a bedroom community to the big brother Huntsville. I mean, you're not going to avoid that, Right. Uh, well, and, and not only that, in partnering with Huntsville and Madison County, you know, we've secured somewhere between thirty and 50,000 jobs that are coming in the next seven to ten years. You know, when your community is ranked the number one community, you know, to, to raise a family, to build a house, to you know, and has the number two school system in the state, they're going to try to find a way into your community. Growth is good if it's managed. And I think, you know, we've been managing that growth. Again, when you're putting development agreements in place, when you have a growth policy, and most importantly, you know, Connie was on the school board, Renee Bartlett's been on the school board. You know, we've partnered with them twice now to solve the biggest problem Madison has. That's building James Clements High School the first time we were in office and passing the property tax, which allows for that growth and not the overcrowding in old schools the second time. All right, we got a little segment, then a five-minute one, and we'll let you do a little politic. And at the end, uh, can you hang on to the rest of the hour? I will do so. All right. He's taking his uh, second consecutive term. If it, uh, that would be his third term total, for those of you keeping up, uh, should he prevail. Uh, Paul Finley, Mayor of Madison, he'd like to keep that job. A couple more segments with him coming up. Dennis Prager, this morning at 11 on WTKI Talk. Our veterans risked it all to protect our freedom. One of the best ways to say thank you is to volunteer to support them. At a time in history where kindness is a virtue, volunteering means a lot. For over 47 years, Help Heal Veterans, a not-for-profit organization, with the support of citizens like you, have delivered therapy kits to veterans who need them. To volunteer or learn more, visit HealVets.org. That's HealVets.org. For decades, Bob Davies at Davies Auto Service Center has been taking care of our personal and company vehicles. And I've mentioned this many times. Bob shoots you straight. What kept me coming back all those years was the things Bob said we didn't need yet. And when we did need a major repair, Bob was reasonable. Another thing from Davies Auto Service Center you're not going to get from other auto repair shops? One-year warranty on parts and labor. You like what you drive. You want to keep it on the road. Maybe you're shooting for that mileage milestone. And besides, it's cheaper than a car payment. So call Bob Davies at Davies Auto Service Center, the Blue Building, 10th Avenue and Triana Boulevard, between Bob Wallace and Governor's Drive in Huntsville. Davies Auto Service Center, 256-534-2704. That's Davies Auto Service Center, 256-534-2704. It was a noble experiment. Back in one minute with your food chain question of the day. There is a homeopathic remedy for just about every ailment. 
Longtime medical doctor, osteopath, and homeopath Jeff Lester is available to accurately diagnose the root cause of your affliction and prescribe the proper homeopathic remedy to help your body resolve its affliction. Homeopathic remedies for heart and lung disease, migraine headaches, ADHD, depression, diabetes, and many other afflictions of the body and mind is at hand and may cost less than $10 per month without insurance. For your personal homeopath consultation, call Dr. Jeff Lester at 888-600-8117. Dr. Jeff Lester, 888-600-8117. 888-600-8117. Your homeopathic remedy is at hand for less than you think possible. 888-600-8117. When Danny Meyer's New York City restaurants reopen for outside dining, they'll do so with tipping. The New York Times reports that the restaurateur had been working with an organization called One Fair Wage to eliminate tipping in exchange for one livable wage for all the restaurant's employees. Meyer said that he doesn't want to deny employees extra wages, though a return to tipping would mean that the front-of-house employees' wages would become more uncertain. Question. Would you prefer to be served by weight persons paid with the house's hourly wage or with your tip? Answer today's question and learn how yesterday's question was answered at WTKIRadio.com. That's WTKIRadio.com. WTKI Talk. Like us on Facebook at WTKI and be in touch anytime. It's National Lazy Day. We can't accuse this guy of being lazy. I can't keep up with you. Uh, Paul Finley uh, is the mayor of Madison. He'd like to keep that job. I want to get, I want to touch on schools because I think this is going to be a challenge, right? I mean, the, given the choice of having to close schools or, or add on, uh, I, I, I look at this idea of would you favor, I mean, again, the school board, I guess, makes the decision even though it's appointed and I guess city council does have some, some bearing on what they do to some degree, I guess. I, I don't know. You can explain that. Would you prefer another high school or adding on to the two existing ones? Cause then you're just making mammoth schools. I mean, I mean, that's a, that's a, it's, it's a nice problem to have, but what would you favor doing there? Well, I think when we did, you know, and again, reminding folks, when we came in in 2016, we didn't have a, a, we hadn't solved the problem of we need more space for our schools. So the first thing we did is stood up a growth impact committee. We put one of our former school board members, one of our former city councilmen in charge. They went and analyzed everything that was already in the pipeline, everything that had already been approved, and then looked at scenarios for growth, you know, step one, you know, phase one, phase two, phase three. Um, and, and in turn gave that data to the school board and superintendent. That's when they came up with the 12 mills that said this will solve our problem at least for the next five to seven years. Because what it did is it gave us the opportunity five to seven years from now to understand the answer to your question. Do we have a second do we keep two schools and have bigger schools or go to a third school? You know, and, and I think in Madison's case, you really, as much as you want to do a 10-year plan, you can really only look five years out. Now, part of what's going to have to happen and part of what we're already doing is managing the city's growth through the growth policy. You know, in turn, we're slowing growth down a little bit, and that 
that you know that that study said we'd grow to seventy to eighty thousand people when everything was said and done when we were fully developed. Now that was over a twenty year period. Mm-hmm. So I, the answer to your question is, uh, I think Madison it works with two high schools right now. Um, you know, just look how much Fred has changed since we passed the property tax in September of 19 and where we are here in 20 with virtual learning, with things changing. So, you know, I'm going to continue to work with our school board and superintendent to get to the right answer for our city. And I think we'll know the high school answer probably five years from now. Yeah, five years instead of 10. That's that's moving pretty. That's like a speeding train coming at you in some in some <laughs> it ways. It certainly is. Yeah, you better grab on. <laughs> All right, one more with Paul Finley. We'll let him uh, tell you how to get in touch with his campaign and all that, as we do traditionally here when they're running for office. Uh, More with the mayor of Madison, who'd like to keep his job, Paul Finley, coming up. old brick building under the interstate. It's the little station that did. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM. WTKI Talk. I'm Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox Business Report. Global stocks rose after China reported signs of recovery from the coronavirus pandemic. Its industrial activity improved. Also, Saudi Aramco is reporting signs of demand for oil increasing in Asia. SeaWorld lost money in its spring quarter. Its number of guests declined by more than 6 million from a year ago. From mid-March to early June, all of its parks were closed. It has reopened seven of its locations with limited capacity. Attendance has recently improved. Southerly Hotel Hotels lost money in its spring quarter, and it says the extent and duration of the pandemic's negative effects are highly uncertain and difficult to predict. Southerly owns hotels that operate under the Hilton Worldwide, Hyatt, and Marriott International brands. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. They had snuck in in the night and committed these murders. Nobody had a clue about a who or a why. You got eight people dead, and um, things like that don't usually happen in a small town. I mean, they don't usually happen anywhere, and it was just a real shock. Four-plus years after these murders, and they couldn't have written a more sinister story than what's playing out in Pike County, Ohio right now. Listen to the Piketon Massacre wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jamie Johnson. When we reach the age of 18, voting becomes our civic duty. But what if it was our job? We wouldn't be so quick to call in sick or go back home if the lines were too long or just dismiss the idea altogether. Elections are also how we collectively write the song that tells our story. And voting is our solitary voice. So register to vote and go get your government-issued photo ID and add your voice to the song of Alabama. Marie, is that you? Oh, hi, Barb. How you doing? Better now. Did you know we had a little health scare with Jeff? Oh, no. What happened? Well, he had been short of breath and was really tired a lot of the time. He just thought he was getting old and was out of shape. But it turns out it was heart valve disease. How did you figure it out? He finally went to the doctor, and she was able to listen to his heart and detected the problem. I didn't realize it, but heart valve disease is more common than you'd think. They were able to replace the valve, and he's feeling so much better now. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. 
More than 5 million Americans are diagnosed with heart valve disease every year, but most people know nothing about the condition, and it can be deadly if untreated. That's why it's important to listen to your heart and ask your doctor if your symptoms may be due to heart valve disease or if you're at high risk. A message brought to you by Heart Valve Voice U.S. For more information about the symptoms and treatments for valve disease, go to heartvalvevoice-us.org. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. Private health care is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35000 or more, give us a call at 800-626-4910. That's 800-626-4910. Mrs. Holland thought it would be a good way to get him out of the house. Now all her friends have to hear his opinions, too. Fred Holland on WTKI Talk. But it's all over now and his show isn't Monday. Hey, it sure is. Paul Finley is the mayor of Madison. Uh, should he prevail here? He sees, well, he's seeking a second consecutive term. I know this would make him mayor three terms, but he skipped one. Uh, if he should make it. Uh, Paul Finley. <laughs> All right, question for you. Um, it, it, in this whole idea of slowing growth, I mean, you know, we had the Bob Italo era that everybody was mad at because, you know, you had a business, but you couldn't have a sign anybody could see. Um, and, and it was difficult to get inspections and everything. It was like, well, we're stopping growth. You got it. When you say manage, you're, you're, to some degree, you're just kind of poking the pig in the right direction. Right or or you or you got a lasso on them and you're pulling them back a little bit. What? How do you slow growth without killing it? I mean, that's a balance, isn't it? Yeah, it it, it certainly is. And you go back to the you know why I ran in 2008. You know, we pretty much lost everything or most everything up on Highway 72 that now has a Madison address, but you know that sales tax and pro, and school tax is going to Huntsville. You can't continue that. We now are surrounded by Huntsville. We know what our boundaries are. So now we need to use each and every piece of land that we have to, to maximize benefit and quality of life for our citizens. So there is a balance in adding additional houses or livability in Madison while also focusing, like we have been, on generating sales tax revenue through you know additional um, retail and commercial businesses that make a difference for your community. So you know an example would be a development agreement where you ask the developer to connect a road that makes it safer and better for your schools, connect a greenway that makes it safer and better for your community to the tune of $4 million, 366 units are then stretched out over at least eight years. So you, and not to mention the fact the entire development is, is townhouses focused on a, a, a product that isn't really in the city of Madison right now. So that's how you do it, is you listen, you find a balance, and then you work to get to the right solution. And I think this mayor and council has done a fabulous job of doing that and will continue to do that. You have to hold yourself accountable, but you have to hold you know those others accountable, too. All right, so the the issue of transparency has come up with a couple of candidates for uh, for council at least. Uh, is the city transparent enough? Is there uh, are people getting the right information, or are they just not bothering to look? 
Well, I, you know, and, and that's a great question, but let's, let me give you an example. We came into office, immediately put a communication specialist into place to push information out because I recognize most Madison residents are so busy with living life, working, taking care of their kids, going to church, that they're not really paying attention to city government. So we did everything we could to push information out. Secondly, we've continued to tell folks we have two hours every two weeks in the mayor's office, 30 minute slots. Come see me. You want to know something? We will definitely you know, sit down with you and, and, and talk through everything. But, Fred, it comes down to this. Most folks don't pay attention to what's happening in their city government unless there's something specific, you know, a greenway going through, you know, their neighborhood or through their backyard, a pothole in front of them, an issue with something in the schools, which we don't even manage, you know, and then all of a sudden they start paying attention. So there is that balance that we must take responsibility for pushing information out. You know, examples would be with the stadium, we did a full feasibility study. We had work sessions. We probably had three or four or five people at the work session. I mean, I understand the the need for transparency, but you can't make people come. And that's not, a, you know, that's, that's not anything that, that, that people don't know. So when you get to an election and you're going to hear it, you know, you're not transparent, I, you know, we'll, we'll do everything we can to give you more information, but you kind of have to care, too. All right. Hey, good point. If only two or three people show up, you kind of get the idea that, well, I guess not. <laughs> All right. So why yeah. Paul Finley for another term for mayor of Madison? And how do people find your campaign? Well, it's experience. It's, it's a continued focus on improving your quality of life with, with actionable results. It, it's continuing to build up those relationships we've had with, with you know, with Huntsville, with Madison County, with, with the school board, the superintendent. Um, and they can find us on Facebook, Paul Finley for Mayor 2020. Um, and, and, and I think in this case, you know, uh, continue to, if they have questions, they can send emails in. We'll answer everything we can. All right. Paul, we appreciate it. Good luck. Uh, should he prevail? Second consecutive term, if uh, so be it. Uh, anyway, we're packing them all in to the 25th. We vote in a couple of weeks in Huntsville, Madison, Athens, Decatur. Crazy. Thanks, Paul. We appreciate it. Hey, Fred. Appreciate you guys. WTKI Talk. Don't have time to call? Then email Fred at WTKIRadio.com. Alabama Securities Commission regulates the investment industry in our state. Financial professionals like investment advisors, stockbrokers, and their products must be licensed. Criminals disguise themselves as financial professionals to defraud Alabamians out of their hard-earned money. Investment fraud can mirror the latest headlines, like finding a vaccine for the coronavirus or rebuilding communities damaged by storms. If the person is putting pressure on you to act now, this is a huge red flag. If it sounds too good to be true it is protect yourself before you invest call 1-800-222-1253 to ensure that the person or company offering you the opportunity and their products are properly licensed again call our investment hotline at 1-800-222-1253 also find free financial education material on our website at asc.alabama.gov paid for by the investor protection trust and brought to you by the alabama broadcasters association and this station Celebrating capitalism and freedom 24 hours a day, 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Huntsville.